Welcome back to Real Talk Torah, courtesy of the database with Rabbi Yehoshua Eisenberg. I'm Rabbi Yehoshua Eisenberg, and you just entered the database. And today, we're going to talk about Kiddush Levana and whether or not it is moon worship. Right, so it's a little bit of an interesting issue because Kiddush Levana is something that we do every month. Um, I just did it this past Motzei Shabbos. It's typically done Motzei Shabbos. It's usually done pretty soon after Rosh Chodesh. And it's one of those things that it's a little bit head-turning if you think about it. And I don't mean turning towards the moon or specifically turning away from the moon, but it is something that turns heads in the sense that it looks like it's a little bit antithetical to some of the things we do in Judaism, like worshiping God and you know not worshiping heavenly bodies. In fact, the worship of heavenly bodies was the beginning of Avodah Zarah. People saw, the Rambam talks about this in um, Hilchos Avodah Kochavim, or Hilchos Avodah Zarah, at the very beginning, he talks about the history of Avodah Zarah. And the starting point was they saw the heavenly bodies and they said, these are the servants of God, so therefore we should accord honor to them. And therefore, um, that was the beginning. So what are we doing? Is it any different? So we'll talk about all of that and all the interesting nuances and halachos of, of Kiddush Lavana and where they come from. But first, we're going to acknowledge and thank our wonderful sponsors for, um, on the one hand, Yonan Chani Laster for multiple podcasts and to Yaakov and Yafa Landau also for multiple podcasts. So if you would like to sponsor just like them or sponsor in a way that's not as great as their sponsorship because they did a very generous sponsorship, so you can reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's thedata then base, B-E-I-S, at gmail.com. And you can make any dedication, any sponsorship, and... We will be happy for your contribution. Okay, so now let's talk about Kiddush Lavana. There are actually a lot of questions to ask about Kiddush Lavana. Um, besides for why why we do it, but also a lot of the things we do at Kiddush Lavana. So again, Kiddush Lavana literally means the sanctification of the moon. But as we're going to see very shortly, it's not as much about the moon. The moon is a symbol of something else. And one question we're going to address actually is... If you look for the sources of Kiddush Levana, oh, Vadi Moshe is joining us too. Vadi Moshe, thank you, special guest. But when it comes to Kiddush Levana, the, um, you would think that the source for Kiddush Levana, or at least the, the brachos that we find, um, where the Gemara talks about the text for the brachos, you would expect to find that in none, other, none other than Masechus brachos, probably in, in the ninth parak, parak Haroa, where you find, for example, um um, or where you find um, other brachos on things that we look at, and it's not there. All of the information about um, the halachos for Kiddush Lavana, before we get to the Shulchan Aruch, they all get traced back to the Gemara in Sanhedrin, which is on Membez Amod Aleph. And so it really begs the question why this is not in Mesechus Brachos. So that's going to become apparent as we start explaining what exactly the Gemara has to say about Kiddush Lavana. But another question is, again, it is strange. We, we go outside, and Vadi Moshe also thinks it's strange. We go outside, we look at the moon, we start saying a blessing. And the question is, are we speaking to the moon? Are we, you know, obviously we're not worshiping the moon because we can't. That's the, the, that can, we can't, it can't be that we have a mitzvah to do about Azara because that's one of the three capital crimes. So there's, 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 there's no way, one of three cardinal sins. So... That, that can't be. So it must be that we're, there's some expression to God, 
And maybe this will actually inspire us to look into our Siddur. And if you look really closely at the things that we say in Kiddush Lavana, it's very clear that with the direction is really mainly at God, at a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Though there are some parts that look like we're talking to the moon. Right when we say, Baruch Yotzreich, Baruch Oseich, Baruch Koneich, Baruch Bareich, that we say, blessed is your molder, your maker, blessed is your owner or your choir and your creator. So who's your? Your is talking about the moon. And we say, Kishem Shani Rokid, Kenegdech, and just like I, um, I dance opposite you, and I'm not able to reach you as I stand up here on my tippy toes. So, so too, my enemies shouldn't harm me. So who's that talking about? Is it talking about Hashem, or is it still talking about the moon? It seems that it's still talking about the moon. So it sounds like we're talking to the moon, which, again, is also very strange. While we're here, we'll throw out some other questions. Um, for example, why is there an Indian of dancing around when we... Um, when we do Kiddush Lavana. There's an Indian of dancing that's brought down. We're going to actually read the halacha inside. There is an Indian of dancing brought down in the halacha. And the question is, why do we do that? Why are we singing Simit of Mazel Tov? Why are we singing David Melech Yisrael Chai V'Kayom? And why, we, why, why do we greet our friends? Shalom Aleichem, Aleichem Shalom. Right? Now, that's, it's, that's a nice thing to do in general. Why Dafka at Kiddush Lavana? So a lot of these things... Um, you just have to really, first of all, um, I think a great place to start for all of these things is just look in the Art Scroll Sitter at the commentary on the bottom. They might not answer everything, but they will answer a lot. And then also you got to find out where the halachos are. So the halachos, we said the Gemara is in Sanhedrin on Membes, which we'll come back to. And the Gemara is, um, sorry, not the Gemara, that's the Gemara, I just quoted that to you, Sanhedrin Membes. And the halacha in the Shulchan Aruch comes up in Tuf Chaf Vav. That's 426. That's where we have all the halachas of Birchas Halavana Uzmana. Okay, so we'll get to all of that soon. So what I think I am going to do is I'm going to start reading the halachas inside, and then whatever questions from which we asked earlier, so whichever of those get answered as we go along, they will get answered, and the ones that we don't, we'll have to come back to. Okay, so looking right into Tuf Chaf Vav in the halacha, Says the Shulchan Aruch, Haroa Lavana Bechidusha, whoever sees the moon um, or um, in its renewal, Mevarech Asher Ma'amaro Barash Chakim Uvrach Piv Koltsavam, Chazek Uzman Nasan Lahem, Shloi Shanos Tafkidam Vichule. So you say the entire bracha. Um, if you want to see the entire English text of the bracha, so I'll just read it to you really quickly, is um, we're blessing Hashem, King of the Universe. That with his utterance he created the heavens or the Shachakim, and with his breath, the, um, the breath of his mouth, all of their legions. Um, a rule and a schedule um, he gave them, and they don't alter from their assigned task. The, they are joyous and happy to perform the will of their creator. Um, one, the one who does MS and his deed is MS. And to the moon, he said that it should renew as a crown of splendor for those born by him from the womb, that, um, that they are destined to renew themselves just like it, that we, um, in other words, are destined to renew ourselves just like the moon. And to glorify their um, their molder, meaning we're going to glorify Hashem, Hashem kavod for the sake of his of his glorious kingdom, Baruch Hashem Hashem, and then we bless Hashem who renews the Chadashim. It's a very beautiful bracha, and that's um, and that's what we say um, when we actually make the bracha. Now, something that I'll mention that I neglected to mention before is that I, I like this particular. 
um, week as a week for doing this particular podcast because this week's Parsha is Parsha's bow, which we have the mitzvah of HaChodesh HaZelochem, which is to make the calendar. Now this mitzvah is not the same mitzvah as that, but it's we're going to see that it is related when we get to the Gemara. Now, in terms of whether or not this is um, a Vodazar, so we'll have to come back to it. It's definitely not a Vodazar. The question is, how do we get around that? Okay, so we just saw the Shulchan Aruch. Let's see the Ramah. You only make the bracha when you when you benefit from the uh, when the when the moon is strong and shining, and you benefit from its light. That's that's quoted b'shem the Agor. I'm actually going to skip a little bit of this. I'm um, skipping a little bit of the Ramah. Going back to the next time the Shulchan Aruch chimes in, it says Vatola Enov that you hang your eyes literally. It means that you that you um, turn your eyes, I guess, to depend. Um, um, yeah, literally means to hang them. But you you um, position your eyes umiyashiraglov and you straighten your feet mavarich muumad and you make the bracha standing. Says the Rama. Going back to Shulchan Aruch, Omer Shloshapamim Simtov Tihi Alachol Yisrael. So the Shulchan Aruch has a little bit of a different order, but he says, you say Simintov, but apparently we're saying that this is a great sign. The Ramat chimes in again. You, you dance literally three times in front of it. And you say the Pasuk of Kishim Shani Rokeh, that Pasuk that we said earlier. The other Pasuk that our enemy should fall. And then he talks about reading it backwards. If you weren't such a popular guest, I would have to kick you out. So the Ramah says that you say the same Pasuk backwards, um, and I've heard different ideas about it, that maybe it's, it's, it's another way of, of suggesting that um, in, in all forms Hashem should grant us that thing that we're asking for, that our enemy should fall. And then it says, um, And you say Shalom Aleichem to each other. Right? So people greet each other. So this goes back to the Ramah. So it's apparently it does, um, you don't really have to do it to three different people, it seems, but you just do it three times to meet even one person. Though the more the merrier, why not do it to why not greet more than one person? But again, we have to address that question: Why are we greeting anybody? So that's um, again, that's a question that we have to answer. I'll just tell you that the Muggin of Rome right here says that the reason is that since we just started talking about how our enemies should fall, we're saying that we don't want the same thing to happen to our friends. Now, it's just interesting that we have to point that out. Like, um, is, is, that, is there a haba amina? Maybe there is something to be said. Maybe we're afraid that there is some kind of competition that maybe you'll have in mind your, um, your enemy. Sorry, you'll have in mind even a, even a, a colleague that you might be in, in contention with. And, you know, this might go back to the moon's original taino against the sun. How could we both wear the same crown? You know, basic, simple competition. In fact, we, we, one of the Hiratsons that we say, um, or the Hiratson that we say, is that we want the light of the moon to be like the light of the sun, that they should both be strong together again. Um, and apparently that's somehow connected to David HaMelech too, as we're going to see. Because um, uh, the same Hiratson talks about the restoration of the, the Davidic kingdom. So what's the story over there? And there are, other, there, are, there are other reasons given for greeting your friend, which we'll have to come back to. But anyway, the Ramah continues that that basically once well, one person greets the other person, so the other person responds like we like all we are no hig to do. Uh-oh. And the Ramah continues, and, and we are no hig to sing David So why are we doing that? It's a nice thing to sing any day, right? But why why dafka now? 
So says the Ramah, So this is the Ramah, right, talking that he's saying that the Malchus of David is, is compared to the Lavana. And it's destined to be renewed, just like it. Like the moon goes through cycles or renews itself, so even when you can't see it, the same thing with Malchus based David. And he continues, And we say, he says, in the same vein, Knesset Yisrael is going to, once again, cleave to its husband, so to speak. Um, with the same likeness of the moon, which it's going to be renewed with the sun. They'll be together. They'll be like equals again. So fine. So we quote the passage. And therefore, osin smachos. We make smachos. We make a rejoicing. We make maybe like a, a, a dancing verakudin, and we make we we, we dance or a rikud. Just like we have in the simchas nisuin. So that would explain why we're singing Simon Tovah Apparently there is something here that it's not just that we're talking about the moon, but we're talking about the restoration of Malchus based David, which is apparently compared to the moon. And apparently our relationship to Hashem is somehow compared to some similar relationship. And, and we're going to see as we return back. So now we see a little bit what, what we're celebrating. That, um, you know, when we, when we t- at a wedding, we sing that Meherei Shama Be'arei Yehuda Uvichutus Yerushalayim what are we saying there? That when the gula comes, that we're going to hear in the streets of Yehuda, when we're reunited with Hashem, it's going to be like a wedding. And so every every wedding, you know, it's funny, we think of it as a wedding song. It's really a, it's a, it's a, a restoration of, of, of Yerushalayim song. And yet it talks about chasen and kala. It's based on Pesukim from Yirmiya, but the reason I point this out is that you should understand that the Chassan Kala union is really a mushal to our relationship with Hashem, maybe not even so, so much the other way around. So we have a Simchas Nisuin, so to speak, taking place, and that's why it's a mitzvah, it's a, like, it seems like and to a certain degree it's a mitzvah to dance. That we are, in a certain sense, when the moon renews, that's a symbol of our renewing of our relationship with Hashem here in real time. So it's not just, you know, I think the, the idea is that for dancing, it should be that there's something happening now, not just in the future. So it's not just the La'asid, but part of it is that right now we're experiencing a renewal and, and our relationship with Hashem has that kind of a function. Now we have to return to the controversial aspect of Kiddush Levana because it does look really strange. Because not only does it seem like, you know, we are making a blessing while looking at the moon, which is, to a certain degree is what we do, um, so we'll talk about the halachic aspect that's connected to that. But there's also the aspect that we literally seem to be talking to the moon, which is also strange. You know, we don't we don't talk to the sun when we say Birchasachama to my best memory when we did kid um Birchasachama when I was fifteen. Um so that was I guess twelve years ago now. Um so we we don't we don't I, I don't think we really have so much that we talk to the thing. Um, there are, there's conversation about whether or not you could talk to angels when you dive in, you know, the classic slichas sugya, but we seem to be addressing the moon head on. Now, I think with this we should go quickly, um, we'll acknowledge that the shva, which is cited in the Mishnah Bureau over here, says that one should specifically not look at the moon for this reason, right, um, you know, during the actual bracha. And um, this is also the reason why we, we recite Aleinu at the end of Kiddush Levana, because we want to make sure that we negate any, any notion that we're worshipping the moon. But 
And this is also explained, by the way, if you look at the bracha and you hear exactly what we're saying, in bruch yotzreich, bruch oseich, we are not blessing the moon. We are, in fact, blessing um, um, Hashem. Uh, the text of what we're saying, right? This behooves us to actually look at the text and look at the translation of what we're saying. If you would need to open an article sitter to do that, that's totally fine. But it's because what we're doing looks really strange and is very strange. And you might think that we are, in fact, blessing the moon. Just also notice that before... Um, the Kiddush Lavana actually begins. We, we, we recite some of the Hallelujah um, from Tehillim Kuf Mem Ches. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hashem in Hashemayim. We're blessing Hashem from the Shemayim. Hallelujah, Bamaromim, from the heights. We mention the angels. We mention the Shemesh Biareach and the Koch Ve'or and the Shemei Hashemayim. But the point is that all of this is, is obviously a blessing to Hashem. And if you look at the text of what we're saying, that's clearly what we're doing. But at the same time, the text also has what looks like a dialogue between us and the moon, or at least a monologue addressed to the moon. And therefore, you know, this, this does call for a lot of the things we do, like saying Olenu. And the question is, why exactly the, the, the service to begin with is so controversial, right? Meaning we, we have a lot of, um, you can say, preemptive measures to make sure that it's Evidence as possible that it's not um, that it's not a vodazara or a vodas, um, uh, you know, lavano. But but the question is why we have this strange service to begin with, when again um, it, the the service itself lends itself to this this um, this need for the preemptive measures. So this also um, will go back slightly into why this is not in. At least my, my, my suggestion as to why it's not in, in Mesechus Brachos. The starting point for the conversation, apparently, is that if you look in the Gemara on Daphne Mem Aleph and Sanhedrin, Mem Beis and Sanhedrin, the context is, is really Rosh Chodesh as opposed to the Levana itself, right? Like, the, and even, when, even though in the Shulchan Aruch it sounds like it's a discussion about seeing the moon, but if you look in the earliest sources for Kiddush Levana, which is obviously earlier than the Shulchan Aruch, you'll see that it's really about recognizing and, and it being Makadesh, the Chodesh, at its proper time. And where, whereas the actual, um, you know, all, in Mesechus Brachos, the parak is parak Haroe, you're making brachos on things that you see, which again, that Lashon is the same Lashon that appears in the Shulchan Aruch, but in the Gemara, it seems that the connotations are more connected to Rosh Chodesh, actually. In fact, if I pull up the Gemara for you right now, so just to find it. So the text of the bracha appears in the same Gemara in Sanhedrin, the, the, the bracha that we cited earlier. But again, if you look at the surrounding Gemaras in Sanhedrin, they're all court-related laws, and which um, also involves Rosh Chodesh and Hilchas Rosh Chodesh, and that's why it comes up here. And then if you look at the original, the original text of the Gemara, which mentions our emphasis on Kiddush Levana, so, and this is early on in Membez Amad Aleph, so Rav Acha Bar Chanina, so Rabbi Acha Bar Chanina says in the name of Rabbi Asi, says in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, call him a varech ala chodesh bezmano, whoever blesses on the month at its time, ki'ilu mekabel pnei shechina. It's as if he accepts the face of the shechina, and this is based on Psukim, one in our parsha. Why Siv Hacha? It says in our in our parsha, parsha's bow, Yud Beis Beis. Hachodesh Hazelochem. It refers to the Chodesh as Hazeh. V'Chsev Hasam, and it's written in Shmos Tesvav Beis. Zekhelivian Veyu. This is my God, and I'll glorify Him. And then the Gemara continues to quote different lines that we will be familiar with from 
from uh, Kiddush Levana itself. That um, Rabbi Shmuel, Tanah Debe Rabbi Shmuel, he says that if we wouldn't, we were only zocha to greet our the the face of our Father in heaven. All, you know, once a month, that would be enough. And Abayah says, because in fact we are greeting Hashem, that's why we have to stand. So we find all of that here in this Gemara. But the point is that really we're being Makadish the month, which is somehow like accepting the face of the Shekhinah. And so really, if you think about it, the moon is really a stand-in for the Chodesh, the Levana. It's about seeing the moon, yes, but it's not as much about the moon as it is about what the moon represents, which is the cycle of the month, which renews. And that, apparently, is a stand-in for Hashem. Now, the question is, why is that a stand-in for accepting the face of the Shekhinah? What exactly are we saying? It sounds like there was a combination of us. Is, is it that we're, we're see, are we meeting the moon or are we meeting the month or are we meeting Hashem? Or is it some symbolic representation of all of those things? That the moon is really a symbol of the month. And when we are, and what we're really doing is greeting the month. And what we're really doing when we're greeting the month is greeting Hashem. So that would explain why it looks very idolatrous in nature because we, again, we, like, it, it, in a certain sense, we are acknowledging that this is really, in some way, a stand-in for Hashem, but not literally. couldn't actually literally be a stand-in for Hashem. But this sort of begins the conversation of why things are the way they are, that it looks so sketchy to begin with. Now, in terms of what does it mean that we're greeting the Shekhinah, so the Ben Yehoyada talks about the Sodos and the different Gematrios that are related to this, and all the secrets that are, um, are beyond, I believe, the... the um, scope of this particular podcast, but the Maharshan the Chidushe Agados, who often would might, might be beyond us as well, but he says something at least that we can relate to on our, our level. He explains, what does it mean that we're, it's Ki'ilu Kabel Pnei Shechina, so I'll read it to you really quickly. So when Yisrael is in Galus, we are not Zochah to see the face of the Shechina. Um, and we're very far from seeing it. Says the Marsha, the renewal of the moon, who's seemingly Yisrael, this is actually a sign for Israel, that we are going to be renewed just like it. To be able to glorify our Creator, this is in fact what we say in the bracha for Kiddush Lavana, as you might recall. When we accept the face of the Shechina again, this is in fact says the Marsha, the, the Nusach of the bracha. And for this, when we bless the the month at its time. Which is in fact a sign that we are going to be renewed just like it, that um, we're going to return to our former glory. Is like we are accepting the face of the Shechina. So why are we singing Simon Tov Tov now makes sense. Why we're dancing around makes sense. It has, this has everything to do with our relationship with Hashem, which is reflected once a month. We reflect on no matter how far we've gone, we're going to be restored. Everything is going to be okay once again. And this is a time we think about all the darkness that might surround um, our, um, we're, our own personal standing, our relationship with Hashem, why all of the Gullahs has come to be. And maybe it comes from contention, just like the moon had a certain contention with the sun. And then it got, in a certain sense, the moon experienced its own exile, so now we experience an exile, an exile that says that we can't always look at Hashem. But sometimes, every now and then, we get to see the moon in its fullness. And maybe sometimes we don't maybe necessarily get to see Hashem in its fullness, but we do get to see some semblance. We sometimes see the Ad Hashem. And that might be symbolized here as well. Now, going back to greeting each other, 
the Shalom Aleichem, Aleichem Shalom. So the Art Scroll Sitter actually quotes a few different reasons. Um, firstly, quotes the Levush. It says, Having greeted the Shechina, we joyously bestow the blessing of peace upon one another. Now, we have to modify and qualify that because what exactly does that mean? So we greeted the Shechina, now we greet people. So, you know, does, does either one have to do with the other? So the Matem Moshe quotes um, that which we saw in the Magin of Arm as well, that we curse our enemies, that they, that, that they should fall. We don't want the same thing to happen to our friends. The other thing is that the article quotes from the Gemara in Chulin that the sun and the moon were of equal size, and we know that the moon complained that the two kings can't wear the same crown, and, um, and therefore the moon actually got diminished. So says the art scroll, the Shem of Yosef, delivering the message that man not, um, we're delivering a message that man shouldn't harbor a grudge against others who have wronged him, so we express resolve by wishing peace upon our fellow Jews. Now, I think all of these answers have something in common that we are not thinking just of ourselves and our own relationship with Hashem, but we are thinking of other people. It says Lavush again, that we greeted the Shechina, now we're greeting other people. Because there's no Simchas Nisun with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. It doesn't involve all of Kla Yisrael. Right? So we are, so then we greet one another. And, and again, Kla Yisrael is not our enemies. At least, you know, the, the people who are true, you know, Kla Yisrael who are true to Torah and who, um, who are not brazenly against the Torah and who, you know, who just, you know, who just need to find their way. The point is Kla Yisrael is part of this Simchas Nisuin. They are, they, they are not excluded from this marriage. So we don't want any ill will on them. And just like the moon, um, who made a mistake once upon a time and said, hey, I should, you know, um, we shouldn't be equal. So now we're saying that Yes, we want to greet each other alike. That, that we, we're all greeting each other together, and we and we and we're therefore dancing this simchas nisuin together with us together with Kla Yisrael, Shalom Al Yisrael, and with a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Anyone that and, and again to be for anyone to be excluded from that and to say that oh my it's me and my relationship with Hashem so that's obviously missing half of of the marriage because it's you know it's not about you and your relationship with Hashem it's about Kla Yisrael and its relationship with Hashem so it would be a mistake. It would be a tragic mistake to think that this is just about me and, and, and Hashem. It's about it's about it's about Mama, yes. And it's about Dada and it's about everybody. It's about it's about Abba Ima and and all of your Chaverim and in all of Kla Yisrael, Kamocha, that we are Makabel the Pnei Shechina, and we are Makabel the, 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 the face of one another, right? In fact, we know that with Avraham Avinu, so the sources that say that Hachnas um, Zarechim, right, Sigmar and Shabbos, is even greater than accepting the face of the Shechina. And you know what? You might say that they're one and the same. You are, you are not Makabel Pnei the Shechina if we are excluding and shunning the face of others. So we are macabre, everyone, uh, you know, one another together. And this, you know, this might explain, you know, on Machar Chodesh, why the Haftar is about David and Yehunasan, right? David representing Yehuda, Yehunasan coming from the family of, of Binyamin, right? So we have the Bnei Leah, Bnei Rachel, and the, the ongoing feud, that feud has to end. And when it, when it does, all of Klai Yisrael will be together, us together with Hashem in this beautiful, wonderful, um, in this, this wonderful marriage that Bezra Hashem should be Zoha to have once again. Now, anyway, I hope you've gained something from this particular, um, this issue that we've discussed, Kiddush Lavana, and learned the, the greater significance of it. In the meantime, I think that's all of the time we have left for this Real Talk Torah. So, Radhi Moshe, you want to close this out? Okay, I'll, I'll do it. Um, keep it real, keep talking, and most importantly, keep the Torah. Thanks for joining us here at the Daily Base.